Lowe's knows you'll do it right to find the right gifts for dad this Father's Day. We do it right, too, with deals that'll make dad as proud as his perfectly seared steak and his perfectly manicured lawn. Now get a Charbroil 4-Burner Advantage Series gas grill for just $169 and pick up your choice of Craftsman gas or electric string trimmer for only $99 each. Make this Father's Day his best one yet and do it right for less. Start with Lowe's. Charbroil offer valid through 612, Craftsman offer valid through 619, U.S. only. Hello, Grinders, and welcome to the Weekend Grind. I'm your host, Travis Mangone, here brought to you with Big T. Uh, Big T, how's it going over there? It's going good. Yeah, we got another nice little nice little weekend slate here. I'm happy to come on. I haven't been on this podcast yet. Yeah, happy to have you on here on the Weekend Grind. Should be a lot of fun. We have a, a really fun tournament slate, I feel like. It's not one of those where I'm loving it in cash games. I, I, I put some action out there, but uh, I don't know. I might uh, might kind of back off a little bit and just get more tournament action out there instead because the more and more I look at it, the more I'm interested in that. Uh, looks like a really fun one. So, uh, yeah, we can dive right in. We got you here to help us win all the giblets and do all the windmills. Is that correct, Big T? I, I hope so. I, I definitely hope so. I, these weekend slates have been good to me. I don't knock on wood, but Saturday's always been one of my best days. Probably because no one plays on Saturdays. I'm the only one still playing. Yeah, you're the only one still grinding it out. Well, uh, we'll be here grinding it out. Hopefully some of the people listening will, and we'll be able to win them some money. So uh, let's dive right in. We're going to go uh, game by game for you guys and uh, dive right in with this. So first thing up, we got the San Francisco Giants, and you're, uh, I don't know if I call them your Atlanta Braves, but uh, I'm on board with them too. This offense is just incredible. Uh, they're such a fun team, the roster. But we got the Giants and the Atlanta Braves, and in that game, it is a – let me see here. Sorry, I'm on the wrong page. Uh, a nine total with Ty Blatch going against Brandon McCarthy. So uh, these are not two pitchers that we want to, uh, you know, be targeting or, or at least playing in DFS, more so that we want to target, I would think. Right, Big T? Yeah, for sure. I mean, this Braves offense, you're, you're talking about my team. Like, I just love them. I mean, they're – I liked them a few years ago, and they've added pieces since then. Like, now they bring up Joey Bats. I know a lot of people make fun of him, but that's still another – big bat in that lineup as far as someone that can do some damage. I don't mind having him in there at all. Yeah, got two good catchers, Suzuki and Flowers. They're, they're just loaded to where every day they're going to be a threat. I, I can't see myself playing any pitchers against them unless it's a small slate and it's like a, a Max Scherzer type type pitcher, like top tier guy in a small slate. They're just loaded. They're going to they, – they're leading the National League in all kinds of offensive categories. Just no reason to pick on them. And then McCarthy, I actually like San Francisco when they go on the road in parks like this. They got a bunch of lefties that should hit well in this park like they did yesterday. They went off. I had a big night last night because of Cole. I had the Giants in Atlanta were my main building blocks last night. So, obviously, it was mainly Cole. But the Giants scored, too. Crawford, both sites, DraftKings and FanDuel, is going to be basically a lock button again for me tonight. On FanDuel, he's 2,200. DraftKings 2,800 against a righty in this park. It sounds weird to lock button Brandon Crawford, but he's going to be, he was a lock button last night for me. He hit a bomb. He's going to be a lock button tonight again for me. These prices are just too cheap for a shortstop in this park against a right-handed pitcher. It's just exactly what I'm looking for in a lock button play, like cheap guy savings. I love it. He's not going to be high-owned ever because he's Brandon Crawford hitting in the bottom of the lineup, but I just – I love him tonight. Yeah, he helps that make things work too, right? Uh, Brandon Crawford's also one of those guys. Do you have, do you have some of those guys, uh, Big T, whenever you roster them, it just feels like you win that night? Like Brandon Crawford's one of those guys for me. Like uh, I, in, uh, he, did, he treated me well uh, yesterday. I, I'll be all over him again, just against a, a not-so-great righty. When he, he get this lefty out of that – terrible ballpark in San Francisco. Uh, you have to obviously, you know, have some interest in a guy like Crawford, the belts, like those lefties are going to be interesting for sure. Even this Alan Hansen, if he's batting first, uh, that'll be a decent value play to consider here on the giant side of the ball. Uh, what are any Buster Posey, you, you, your boy, Mitzi, any interest? <laughs> this in is what I like about the giants though. Like everyone plays like McCutcheon, Posey, Bell. I mean, I'm, I'm fine with Bell, obviously lefty, but like yesterday, I focused on the lefties, obviously, but I went to the bottom. If you if you look at Austin Jackson's like box scores when you're looking at San Francisco today, Austin Jackson has been on fire. So all of a sudden, if you play people that know me know I've done well in tournaments playing bottom of lineups, and like if you're lock button Crawford, if Blanco's in the eight hole again, which he could be easily, 
and then you got Austin Jackson in the middle. You got three guys that are basically men price or as cheap as you can get. And it just does so much for what you can build around it. You can stack any offense. You can get any pitcher. Like, you're just so flexible. And they, if they go off like they did yesterday, and even five, six, seven, eight with Longo, like, I like Longo at third. He's been heating up a little bit. I, I just – I love the bottom of this. This lineup is just – I like this game again today. I, I like both sides. I know that the Giants aren't projected for a ton of runs, but the huge ballpark upgrade – I love the Giants today. I do. I hope they have the same lineup as yesterday. Besides Posey, I like the rest of the lineup. Yeah, also might help you out, too. I was going to check real quick. Uh, Brandon McCarthy used to play for the Dodgers. So, you know, they, they, these guys have obviously seen uh, McCarthy before, right? Uh, it's, it's, it's a pitcher that pitched in the division for a little bit. So there might be some BVP there. Uh, I don't know. I know you're a BVP fan. Uh, so, yeah, I think that's obviously interesting. Like, our oh, buddy yeah. Crawford, Crawford, 7 for 17. Seven. Yeah. Yeah. Woo. I think you'd be all over Six this. for 20 with two bombs. Hunter Pence probably won't be in there, but he's got – oh, what do you know? Posey, though, three for 13. He doesn't have BVP. I can't believe that. Yeah, he, he doesn't have a homer either, uh, of course, because, hey, it's uh, – He is the worst. I mean, can, do we need to do a rant on this podcast too? Like, are people still playing Buster Posey at catcher over Gary Sanchez and these other guys that are just – like over, how could you play Buster Posey over whoever catches for the Braves today, even Suzuki or Flowers? Oh yeah, it's it's crazy. Like I'd rather play one of them. Like uh, I saw you say on Twitter the other day, like the Suzuki, and I guess like the segue into the Braves a little bit. The Suzuki and Flowers are just such an easy roster, especially when you play Brave stacks. Like one thing I love about Brave stacks in general is I hate rostering catcher. Like you hate rostering catcher, so it makes it so much easier when actually roster a really good hitting catcher and Flowers. Suzuki hits a bomb literally like every day. Like every day he's in the lineup, and I like you click on his box scores he, he has home run like every every game every other game it's insane how good he is yeah i mean he, he's always he's always a fun guy to roster his i like him even better on fanduel too now that one of the nice things about what they did with the rosters how you don't have to play a catcher is literally no one plays catcher so if you like a guy like suzuki especially with freeman on his same team like suzuki is literally one or two percent Every single slate, and he has just as much upside for for men price. Or I mean, he's a little priced up now, but for the most of the season, he's been cheap too. Yeah, I, I man, I, I really like this spot for the Braves. This seems like a great spot to attack Ty Blatch. And if people are like, oh, they're going to see like Freddie Freeman against a lefty, and be like, I don't want to play him. Who cares? It's Freddie Freeman. He's really talented. Ty like, block. Yeah, you got Okuna, Albies. I mean, this this lineup is loaded. You even go with the Joey Bats at the you know batting uh, fifth if he's in there. I think this lineup up and down. I love the Braves all throughout. I'm going to get a lot of exposure to them. And then I think there's obviously a good case for a lot of those Giants. And uh, Big T, it's funny you mentioned the Buster Posey thing. Just to kind of uh, finish that up, uh, the other day there was like I was assigned between like a Buster Posey team and a Gary Sanchez. It was like a swap in cash. I was just like, I'm an idiot. Just play Gary Sanchez. He's going to hit a homer. And what do you do? He hit a homer. It was like a couple weeks ago. So people uh, are still. I- I heard Cardi this week again say he would take Posey. Like, on one of these slates, I just don't get it. Like, I I, I don't know how anyone – like, what I, what are people think? – you're, you're, you think more realistically, like, cash than me. What – just take our feelings out of it. Like, what are people seeing that would make them take Posey over Gary? I, I just don't – explain it to me, please. Yeah, I don't know. Uh, I just – it's – and the thing is, is, like, man, home runs have become so important, I feel like, in just cash games in general. Like, I feel like getting those bombs are so big. And if I'm, like, getting home runs, like, I kicked myself the other day. Like, I, I did a swap between, like – and he was in a good spot, Lucas Duder or whatever, and he was really cheap. But I just felt like I was signing up for three or six points. which just felt stupid. Which is – it's, like, the same as zero anymore though like if you see three or six it's literally like the same as zero like that yeah. home run worth 18 with no one on base I just ugh, I mean you need to play for the home runs like you said if you have a guy that has that much home run upside there's just no reason and they have just as much chance like home run hitters of walking as these other guys do of singles yeah, well, that, let's just wrap up that game. We, we talked about that one a while. I went on a bunch of different rants, but, uh, yeah, that'll happen sometimes. But uh, let's go to the next game again. That's one I think we're going to have a lot of exposure to the offenses. We don't like the pitchers there at all. Let's go to the next game. We have the Colorado Rockies, Atlanta uh, – I was going to say Atlanta Mets, the New York Mets. This is an eight total, and uh, we got Steven Matz against Chad Bettis. And uh, this is a game that I kind of have a little bit of interest in Steven Matz slightly, but I don't know. Other than that, like Chad Bettis I'm not too interested in, and these offenses I don't love a lot either. What's your kind of take on this game 
Yeah, for me, it, it definitely Mats is interesting. Like the Rockies, I've always liked picking on the Rockies with lefties, especially away from cores, obviously. I mean, even at cores, I've played some lefties against them. For whatever reason, obviously with Blackman being their best offensive guy, lefty-lefty helps a little. I mean, he hits lefties okay, but for whatever reason, they just have been way worse against lefties from what I've seen. So I like Mats. He's super cheap. I even like Chad Bettis. Bettis has been better than – People realize, I mean, you look, he went for 34 last game, 41-43. He's been just solid. I mean, and you look at what he's owned every time. He's never owned. He's just one of those pitchers that obviously doesn't have the most upside in the world. He's not going to strike out 10 guys, but his price is cheap. He's safe. He's going against a team that doesn't scare me at all. I mean, this Mets team is what we expect them to be after they started hot. I mean, they're just not, not great. So this is definitely a pitching game for me. I don't see any bats that stick off the page price-wise to me. I mean, maybe Nemo, if he's leading off, you could use for like a cash-type play. But uh, for me, this is a pitching game. Yeah, I kind of agree. It definitely is more of a pitching game for me. Uh, I, I don't know. I, I don't. Bettis has been better, so I don't hate it. I do worry with Matt's having to deal with Arenado and Story, but other than that, he can find his way around the lab. I think there's just a ton of upside. And uh, the more I look to the slate, I don't love the pay up options as much. And I kind of think I'm going to try my best to maybe find some guys to pay down with. So I think Matt's is the guy that I would want to. And I wouldn't hate running it back with the bets and just looking for the uh, you know the, the pitcher duel for uh, Chad Bettis, but. That, that wraps up this game for me, Big T. Uh, it feels like one of those, you take the pitchers or you just kind of fade the hitters. doesn't seem like a spot where I really want to get too crazy with these hitters. There's just way better spots for to find, uh, you know, bats, correct? Yep, I, I agree completely. Yep, Matt's is, Matt's has some upside, too, at this price. I, I could see him throwing a, throwing a decent – I agree with you, too. Like, I don't like these high-priced pitchers as much. So, I'll take some stabs on some of these lower guys tonight, more than likely. Yeah, that's kind of what I'm thinking. And, and speaking of high price guys, let's go on to the next game. We got the Los Angeles Dodgers and the San Diego Padres. This game is a little Cinco de Mayo, uh, you know, narrative street. It's in Mexico. So I don't know if these guys were out drinking the night before, but uh, we got Kenta Maeda and uh, Brian Mitchell. Uh, this game, you know, nine total here. And originally you look at it and you're like, okay, Kenta Maeda against the Padres, right? Fire it up. Uh, they got a low total. Are you interested in doing that though? With obviously this game being in Mexico, it's a, it's a better hitters environment too. I don't know what's your kind of take on this game because first look I was thinking yeah my eight against the Padres it makes sense but now I'm kind of just a little worried because I don't know it just doesn't seem like a spot that I want to go to at that price yeah I agree I'm just never super high on my like he's always going to be high in the projection models because he does strike out a decent amount but he randomly he'll get pulled at like 70 80 pitches here and there too and I think this park is built for offense. I just don't love it. I mean, he's fine. Pitching tonight, I don't – it's not like last night where I just love Cole and just loading him up. I mean, there's not anything sticking out for me yet as far as offense. I mean, maybe Morton in the same spot, but we'll get to that. I just don't like Maeda. Like, I like cheaper guys. I'm not saying to completely fade him because he is playing the Padres, but I think the weather's a little shaky like yesterday too, which might get you off him too. But, I, yeah, for me, this this game's all about the Dodgers' offense. I mean, easily my favorite offense of the slate, I guess, with all these lefties going against Brian Mitchell in this park, which I don't think people are going to realize that it's probably right behind Coors. Like, if they played a whole season here, I think this would be, like, the second-best park behind Coors if what I was looking at is correct. So, I love the Dodgers' offense, and – I mean, you're not going to play Padres offense with Maeda, but I'm not in love with Maeda, put it that way. Yeah, and uh, Roth gave it a yellow-green as the uh, as kind of the, the the term on what it's going to be today. So I think it'll be fine. And then he also said in his weather write-up, also for what it's worth, the elevation here is a bit of a boost to bats. It's not Coors elevation, 5,200, but it's nearly 2,000 feet. It's still a bump to hitters, and he goes, happy Cinco de Mayo. Now let's set the games, get back in the States. So, yeah, he's kind of thinking the same that you are. Obviously more of a hitter's environment. And one thing to obviously like about this Dodgers team, too, is the prices on them. Like, I don't know if you've seen uh, what their prices are, but it's kind of insane. Like, you get – I believe I'm looking – yeah, I'm looking at DraftKings prices, which it feels like I should be looking at Fandle. You get – Taylor, Chris Taylor at 3.8K, Jock at 4K, Grandal 3.8, Bellinger 4.2, uh, Kemp at 3.5, Utley 3.1. I mean, 
these guys are too cheap against a guy like Brian Mitchell. And we know the Dodgers, they can hit righties. Well, like I just can't not play Dodgers today. They feel like an easy play for me today. Uh, definitely think I'm going to have interest. The one thing about Kenta Maeda, I will say, and on FanDuel, it's a little easier to roster him because the price is like ridiculous over there. You know how FanDuel price has been pretty terrible this season, big T, but 8,600 on Maeda is really cheap over there. Like you can go, $500 down to Cole Hamels or $700 down to, to Kevin Gaussman. Like McCarthy's all, like a grand less. So maybe he's more in play on FanDuel. Just kind of wanted to mention that. I know the obviously not the best park for him, but it's a great matchup. And like you said, with the models, it's, he's obviously going to be someone that pops and someone that's interesting. He already had a good game, I believe, against San Diego. So that might get people on him. I think he's more in play on FanDuel rather than DraftKings. So I just want to, kind of wanted to note that, but I kind of agree with you. I really don't want to be paying up for him. Uh, on DK, I think it makes more sense over on FanDuel. Uh, you, the hitters, uh, I heard you talking about them a little bit, Big T. Who do you like uh, on the Dodgers side of the ball? That's what I like about the Dodgers lineup is I'm going to like them all. I mean, if if it is what I think it's going to be with all these lefties in there, I mean, the only righties are going to be Taylor and Kemp from the looks of it. So I like both of them. And, I mean, you were talking about the prices, but on FanDuel it's even cheaper. Like Jock Peterson for 2200 is just insane. I mean, I just don't know how you don't play him at that. But Grandall is going to be right there with catcher. Grandall is the same price as Posey, too, or right in that same range for the most part. Like, I just don't know how you could play Posey over Grandall. But. Yeah, here's another great thing, BT. Grandall on FanDuel, 3,400. No one's going to play him. Like, no one, no. Wants to, no one wants to click on him. Like, no, it's, it's – it, He's such a good play. Like, yeah, and he's, because he's a catcher, right? That's why. He's a catcher, and people say, I don't want to play a catcher on FanDuel. <laughs> they'll go do it on DraftKings. Instead, they'll play other guys in that range, and I just think it's not like – It's all about home runs, too. Like, I really think people don't understand, like, the game theory of baseball. I really think that. Like, if Grandall hits a bomb – even less percentage than these first basemen. Like, if he's 2 two to 10%, like, you just have so much of an edge, some of these slates. It just – that's why I love baseball, though. You get low-owned guys in good spots, whereas basketball, that doesn't happen as much. So, yeah, baseball is definitely fun for tournaments. Yeah, I got the – I got Grandal uh, – I got a triple home run game out of Grandal at 2.7%. owned. I'll always remember that percentage. Uh, it was it was a fun night. So, uh, I, listen, I, I'm a big Grandal fan. I'll be getting a ton of exposure to him on this slate. He's someone that I like a lot. Uh, anyone else in this lineup we kind of talked about, like, it, some of these guys down at the bottom, like the Alex Vertigo, uh, Max Muncy, he's shown some pop recently. Maybe even a Chase Utley. Do you have any interest in those guys and maybe a wraparound stack? Yeah, I love it. The main issue for me on this slate, although I always talk about not worrying about salary, I like playing those guys when there's like an ace on the slate, like Scherzer. You can you can fire up the wraparound with all these cheap guys, but you don't need to as much with no no expensive guys on the board. But again, I mean, I always say it in tournaments: don't worry about spending all that salary, especially when everyone's too cheap. Like that's the trap everyone falls into when everyone's too cheap is they just pay up for the best guy at every position and. That's just not the way you're gonna. You're not gonna do good in tournaments doing that. I don't think. Yeah, definitely. Again, love this lineup here. Padres lineup. Uh, I mean, just no Brian Mitchell on the pitcher. No Padres pit, uh, hitters today, right? Just move on. Is, is that kind of it? Fade the Padres completely and go on to the next game. Yeah, I can't see myself using any. I mean, maybe Villanueva and Franchi just because of the park. I mean, maybe you. Maybe you play some Padres because of the park. You hope that maybe it's more often more offensive than you, you normally would think. I mean, a lot of people I don't think are going to realize this park it could be better than people realize. I mean, there hasn't been a sample size there. It's got to be at least the same altitude as Arizona, which has been a good park with the roof open. I, I mean, I, I don't mind San Diego. I guess in tournaments, obviously, it's not optimal plays. But if you're if you're heavy on the Dodgers, I think you should run at least one or one or two spots with Padres coming back too. Yeah, I think that could make a little sense. And I, Miami can blow up, right? It, it can happen with him. He's no John Gray, but he could definitely blow up right, at times. <laughs> yeah, there's no there's no question. Like I, Miami can blow up easy, and he gets pulled early at times, and. Sure, like like I said, it's not optimal, but I mean, you look at guys like Villanueva and Franchi have as much power as anyone in baseball. So, and I definitely wouldn't full stack either of the Padres. It's more of like a two or three man, just pop them in there and just hope that the park is bad. I mean, like maybe it gets really hot there today and the ball just travels. That could easily happen. 
Yeah, I could definitely see going the, uh, you know, five-man Dodgers and maybe, like, run it back with three guys, right, on the Padres, just something interesting like that. But that's kind of it. Uh, I just want to go too crazy about it. It's one of those uh, maybe uh, out-there tournament plays. Let's go to the next game, though. We got the Boston Red Sox and the Texas Rangers. We got Eduardo Rodriguez against Cole Hamels here. And, uh, yeah, Erod is a guy that, man, I hate when we have to – not that we have to roster, but some days I feel forced. My hand is forced, too, with the prices. And, uh, I mean, 8.8K, I'm not feeling forced, too. But I, he's an okay play, obviously, against a Rangers team that can strike out a ton but I don't love him and then Cole Hamels on the opposite side not a guy that I'm trying to roster against a Red Sox team that doesn't strike out uh so I'm kind of torn at what to do with this game Big T what about you yeah I agree Eduardo's just one of those guys that always is, feels like a nemesis like he can win the slate for you pitching or he can lose the slate for you in the first inning like we've seen a few times so I don't think you're ever comfortable with them. Texas has been heating up a little bit I'm one of the huge hot streaks guys in baseball and like Everyone falls into the pattern where they're picking on Texas, picking on Texas because they didn't get a hit for a month, it felt like. But now they have started to hit a little better, and people keep picking on them. So, I don't know. Like, I'm not as high on Eduardo as other people. I I, I think I, I probably won't even have much exposure. But it's one of those spots, too, where I'm not going to play Texas either. It's just more of a stay away, I think. Yeah, uh, I kind of think that's the approach I'm taking. This game just – Kind of feels very stay away for me. I think I'm just going to stay away from it. I, I think it, you can obviously put the Red Sox bats, right? I mean, they're on fire, like bets uh, against a lefty, J.D. Martinez. If you want to put the Red Sox stacks, I get it. Uh, I don't think they're going to be t- be a team I end up playing. I could see, though, with those cheap Dodgers that we talked about, maybe mashing in like a bets and a J.D. here and there, or getting some of these guys in. Uh, so, I like the Red Sox. I think they're a good uh, tournament stack, and I, I have them in play. This might be tough for me to get into my cash game, so it kind of depends on how rosters shake up. But I do like them here. I know Cole Hamels has been a lot better this year, and I kind of think like it's one of those – remember when CC Sabathia was really good that one year? I think it was like last year or two years ago. I kind of chalk it up to maybe just like a crafty veteran just making it happen, and we have no clue how he's doing it. Same with Bartolo Colon. Like, how is this guy doing it? Like, this guy was talented at a time. Uh, I do worry that we're trying to pick on Cole Hamels a little too much, but with this Red Sox offense that doesn't strike out a ton, I don't know. It feels like a great spot for Cole Hamels to finally blow up, correct? I agree with you, though. Like, I think it was a great call what you said. Like, everyone always wants these guys to get killed because of how they pitch. Like, they have no velocity, it feels like. They just – they couldn't throw it through a, a plane, of, plane of glass. Like, they're just that weak. But they don't ever get killed. They just know how to pitch is what it comes down to. Like, Cologne just keeps throwing good. It's just crazy. Hamill's the same way. Like, he just – I think they figure it out and – in some ways, you want the other pitchers to actually have good stuff so the pitchers, like, or so the batters have something to, like, square up. These balls coming in at all different angles and, and velocities and everything, like, it's tougher to hit for some of these guys. So, I'm just not going to pick on Hamels. I agree with your first take with it. Like, I, these guys are fine. I mean, anytime J.D. or Betts against a lefty especially – they're going to be in play if you can fit them, but they're they're going to be high on knowing there's just nothing to spend on. I don't know. I just don't feel the need to pick on Hamels, I guess. There's other spots I like more, and Boston just isn't going to be it for me tonight. Yeah, that's kind of how I feel. Big T, I'll never forget. I'll never forget I was watching this Yankees game. I remember where I was, and they got announcer said that CC Zabathia said he finally said that he figured out kind of how to do it, like how to make it all work and pitch. And I laughed at it and he looked good for a very long time. And he's obviously like starting to struggle a little more now, but like, these like older guys, they'll they're they're they have they hit this point in their career where they kind of have to figure it out. Verlander got in one of those slumps, right? And now Verlander is like a beast. Uh, I'm not saying Cole Hamels is going to be anything like that, but uh, I, I do worry about targeting him throughout the year. Like I think everyone wants to target him every single day, and I'm, I'm not trying to do that. I think this is a good spot to target him though because this is a red hot uh, Red Sox offense in Texas with it being 80 degrees. Like this is definitely a good spot to go to, and I, I think I'm going to want to get like a Betts and a Martinez in here, and even a Bogarts. Uh, I do like these guys but uh i think people are just trying to pick on cole hamels a little too much that's kind of uh why i went on that little bit of a rant uh is they're that keep doing it too like they just it's like you said these numbers people there's i'm not saying there's people that are just numbers people and they're just going to see his numbers and they're just going to keep playing against them hoping that it comes and there's tons of these pitchers that they just don't ever get shelled like i don't know obviously it could happen anytime against boston but it's just not for me. I like these other teams more than them. 
Yeah, I get it. They're certainly in play, though, uh, for me. Uh, I, I think just like here and there, Betts and Martinez. I, I can't. That just, I mean, Mookie's as hot as anyone in baseball. I know. It's, in, it's insane what he's been doing. Uh, it's just absolutely crazy. Uh, let's go to the next game and talk about that one. Uh, Houston Astros and the Arizona Diamondbacks. We got Charlie Morton on the mound. And after that Garrett Cole uh, phenomenal showing, it feels like everyone's going to see, right? We just saw the same pitcher. Like, Charlie Morton was Garrett Cole last year. Not to the, the extent that he's been, but uh, we we saw Garrett Cole, the guy who was transformed and turned into a better pitcher, uh, dominate the Arizona Diamondbacks, where the humidor is at. Now we get Charlie Morton, the guy at the uh, Astros, completely fixed against the Diamondbacks, who just struggled. Like, is this a spot where everyone's just going to go to Charlie Morton and the ownership's going to be insane on him? Is, do we fade him or do we play him? That's kind of what I'm wondering here. Because if I pay up, uh, I kind of think Morton's the guy I want to go to. What about you? I agree. The, the Houston staff, man, I don't know what they do to their guys there, but – I, it's been incredible because Houston's offense was supposed to be the best in baseball. They haven't been good all year. I mean, I don't know what the numbers say as far as runs and stuff, but their offense has let me down so many times, but they still have a good record because they don't ever give up any runs on offense. So, yeah, I mean, I, I love the, I love, I love Morton tonight. He's the top guy on the slate for me for sure. Yeah, I uh, definitely think that Morton is a guy that uh, is certainly in play, someone that we have to be considering. Like, it's just he's, – he's the guy I want to pay up for. If you force me to pick a pitcher, that's the guy I'm going to go to uh, for sure. On the other side, though, you look at it, and we have Zach Greinke. Zach Greinke, I mean, he is one of the better pitchers in the league. He's an absolute ace. He's someone to consider. You have to love Zach Greinke. He's certainly someone that is one of the better pitchers in the league. So Zach Greinke is a guy that I'm considering. He's one of the one of the aces on the slate. Problem is, is the Astros, right? What do we do? Uh, again, like I see a really talented pitcher in Zach Greinke, and, and I think no one's going to play him because he's going up against the Astros. And the reason why is because, you know, it's the Astros. They're a very talented team. Uh, obviously tough to get some strikeouts against them, but it is Zach Greinke. What are you kind of doing with him here? Yeah, Greinke's just a guy I don't play. Like he's he's fine. He's a good pitcher. I won't probably pick on him with Houston either. Houston's been not hot enough. I mean, I just – this is a perfect example of a stay away from me. Like, Granky's solid. Houston could beat him up. I'll just let other people kind of play both sides of it. And there's just enough offense and enough pitching on this slate that I like more than these spots to where I don't really have to feel the need. It's just a stay away from me, I think. Yeah, I kind of agree. And, like, again, like, it's one of those guys. Zane is one of those guys that I always look at, and I'm like, man, if I can get him at, like, 5% owned against a good offense, which I feel like you can get him at 5% owned a lot, uh, it sounds appealing, but this just isn't the right matchup for him. So I'm going to end up staying away. Uh, the Astros do have a low run total. When's the last time you've seen a 3.87 on the Astros? Like, kind of crazy to, to think that. Uh, but Ranky uh, is solid. He's one of those pitchers that just – is rock solid. Like he's never going to really get killed and he's never, he's just solid. He's just a good pitcher. Yeah. He's like a better version of Rick Porcello, right? I, yeah, I kinda... He's like the same guy, actually. I mean, I don't he's super like Porcello has been good this year too. Like he's just the type of guy that you're never excited, but they're just solid. They're just good pitchers. Yeah, so for me, that this game, it's just like, no, don't really want any of the bats because, hey, uh, the humidor is real, and, uh, you know, man, Team Rumidor has been uh, really quiet. Uh, yeah, since the first weekend when they were taking their victory laps after, like, two games in the thing. I know. I, I mean, I want to go back and find out who everyone who was tweeting it and just tag them all. It's just – it's really too funny what they're all doing about that, but – uh, it was a terrible victory lap that was run, but what are you gonna do? Uh, same as the same as the LeBron, uh, you know, the LeBron oh, haters as well. They're 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 bad too. What are they saying these days? Good yeah. lord! Like that game the other day. Oh my god. Yeah, that was it. That was awful, and I'm expecting it to be ugly again tonight. So we'll see how that ends up going. Uh, let's go on to the next game. We got the Baltimore Orioles and the Oakland Athletics, eight win five total, and we got Kevin Gaussman against Trevor Cahill. And these are two guys that are for cheaper, sort of interesting. The problem is, is Trevor Cahill. I'm getting him at eight K. That's a little pricey for me. But Kevin Gaussman at seven K, I have a little bit of interest. I worry about the Oakland Athletics offense, but uh, what do you? What's your kind of take on this game, Big T? I love Cahill so much. Like, Baltimore is the team for me that I just keep picking on. And I'm just going to keep picking on until something changes, which I don't really see what's going to change because their offense is so bad. You got a great park. You got a guy that has a ton of strikeout potential, actually, for a cheap price. 
Baltimore is projected under four runs. I just – obviously, Cahill is going to be risky at any point just because he's Cahill, but I love Cahill in this spot. It's just a perfect spot for me. He's cheap. I just – I'm going to play against Baltimore with any decent pitcher. Cahill has good stuff. I just – I love Cahill tonight so much. Yeah, I mean, Cahill, I actually think, makes a lot of sense. The problem is he's 8K, so I think, like, in tournaments, right? Like, you know, I'm the cash guy, Big T, right? Like, I'm sitting here. savings, though. Like, where are you going to spend it? Yeah, I, no, you're not wrong. Uh, I, right now, I'm, like, on the Morton maps. Is like You're my, not going to play Cahill in cash probably anyways, though. Yeah, I mean, that's why I like tournaments, though. Like, he's my favorite guy. This is why I was never that great at cash games to begin with. Like, I love Cahill so much, but he's never really a cash guy, especially at 8K, like. You shouldn't want to play him, but he's, like, one of my favorite guys, so I can't help myself, even though it's not a good cash play, probably. Yeah, well, I think the the case to be made in tournaments is, one, like, I mean, when I look at, first of all, when I look at the Orioles' offense, it's not good, and it's going into a bad park for hitters. Like, that's obviously going to be a nice upgrade. Uh, it's going to be one of the better weather games, probably on the slates. So that's obviously a little good. Uh, I mean, 60 degrees, I guess it's, you know, cool. It's that cool temperature out in the West Coast uh, where it's starting to get hotter on the East now. But I do think that just case hill in general he looks a little pricey and it's like who cares though it's the orioles offense and they're terrible and i think it's like just a guy that's going to be completely on their own and with us kind of uh already find some guys that we like some savings on i think we're able to make it work so i don't hate it in tournaments uh again like i said i don't love paying that price but that's what a lot of people are going to say no one wants to pay that price so i think in tournaments it makes sense obviously not one of the most optimal plays so i agree with you on that gaussman's a guy that i looked at originally and i was like man i kind of like gaussman here at because i was looking to more so pay down a ton but then you know after realizing i'm probably going to pay down for a lot of my bats i don't think i need to go that route uh, but do you have any interest in him because again the oakland athletics uh they can swing and miss a ton but uh, they are also a little bit scary with the you know Jed Lowry, Chris Davis with a K, and uh, Matt Olson in there in the middle of the lineup. I mean, he's all right. I just find myself liking a lot of these pitchers in, in the cheaper range. I mean, that's one of the reasons I don't like necessarily Granky and Eduardo and those type guys because I do like a decent amount of cheap guys, and I still like a few guys in that we didn't talk about too that I'm lo- I'm looking through right now. So there's there's a lot of pitchers in the cheap games or the cheap range that I do like. And then Morton, we talked about Morton I like. So I, I don't know. Like, I don't – I'm never the type of guy that wants to play too many pitchers. Like, I want to keep it – 10 games late tonight, I want to keep it to, like, five or six pitchers that I'm cycling through for the most part on a slate like this. So, Gaussman's okay, but 4.7 run total right now for Oakland. They have a bunch of guys that can hit bombs off you. I don't know. Like, he, he, I'm not super high on him, put it that way. Yeah, uh, I agree with you on that. I also, for some reason, somehow I skipped a bunch of games, Big T. So, uh, I, I, I was going to wait till the end and then tell you to circle back. Yeah, we'll circle back. Like, I, don't well, I think it was just one little line. Yeah, I don't know how it happened, but I yeah, I skipped a couple. No, no clue how that happened, but we'll we'll, we'll, we'll circle back to it. Uh, obviously, uh, people will probably be listening and be totally confused. I don't know how it happened, but it did. So, uh, what are you gonna do? Uh, let's go to the next one. Then we got the Los Angeles Angels and the Seattle Mariners. Uh, and this game is an eight and a half total. We got Tyler Skaggs going up against Marco Gonzalez. Uh, man, this seems just like a game I might just cross off completely. I mean, if, if you want to play the Angels offense, I'm always a team Angels offense like playing because they're really good. Hey, Mike. Crowd against our lefty, that's great. You know, Justin Upton pulls all these righties should absolutely smash him. But uh, I don't know. It just seems like a game I don't really want to get too much exposure to. But if, if someone said, "Hey, I'm going to stack the angles," I wouldn't talk them out of it. What about you? Yeah, I, I agree. Like on, on these West Coast, I have such a hard time with offenses out there. Like you said, it's getting warm on the East Coast. It's getting a little chillier maybe on the West Coast in these night games. We, I mean, they talk about marine layer and all this stuff, but whatever like I just feel like you never win when you stack these late teams they just don't ever go off it feels like I mean I don't know it just seems like I agree with what you said where it's a cross-off game because obviously you can play Trout anytime against a lefty any anytime you can play Cruz against a, a lefty anytime and Hanniger so you have some guys that you can play it's like the perfect example of a spot for me where if I stack some earlier stuff like the Dodgers who are cheap or, or the Braves or San Francisco, those teams we like, maybe you come back and you play a Trout and a Cruz or a Hanniger in these split spots and just have a late, late hammer that has all the upside in the world. I do love Cruz against the lefty tonight too. So 
Yeah, maybe, maybe like there are plus ones because we, we have some room for some expensive bats if, if we play the cheaper guys we've talked about. So maybe we stack early and come back with some plus ones late in this game. Yeah, that can make some sense. It definitely feels like a night where if I, I'm going to get that, I might do that cheap stack and then just like jam in those like plus ones. Like the bets, the Martinez is, hey, the crew's against the lefty trout. So uh, it does feel like that's a, definitely an optimal way to go. So uh, I, I think that's certainly in play. Uh, let's go on to the next game and we'll wrap back around. Uh, and I, again, I don't know how that happened. I think it, I think it actually happened because when I looked at DraftKings, uh, I looked at their like their games up top and it's in San Francisco, Atlanta first. So then I naturally went to that on the road around his lineup page and I cut off a couple games. So I think I figured out how I did it and why I did it, but uh, my apologies for that. And it felt like it was going a little too fast. So uh, <laughs> I was trying to figure out where the ga- other games went, but uh, we'll go on to the next one. Uh, we'll go Minnesota twins and the Chicago white Sox. Uh, a duel of not so great pitchers this is a nine and a half total between Lance Lynn and Hector Santiago. Uh, it feels like there'll be a lot of offense here. So what's your take on this game? Yeah, I agree. Minnesota's been so hot, too. The one thing that is a little different, they're facing a lefty finally. I mean, it is Santiago, so it shouldn't scare you. But I do like, for whatever reason, Minnesota against right-handed pitching because they got all these lefties besides Dozier. I mean, all these guys. Some of them are split uh, switch hitters, but I like them all from the left side. I mean, you got Rosario, Kepler, Grossman. Escobar has been just off the charts good from the left side. Sure, you could play guys like Grossman and Escobar as switch hitters too, but I don't know. I'm a little higher on Minnesota, or a little lower, I mean, on Minnesota than the field just because of that. I know Santiago struggles. And same thing with Lynn. Like, both these teams are projected in high runs, but I do think I'm way lower than the field. Like, I like the Atlanta game and the Dodgers more. Like, Lynn's always been better against righties. The White Sox are basically all righties that scare you. So, I don't know. Like, I I think this is a decent fade game for what it's going to be. I think it's going to be high owned because of the pitchers and the high total. I think it's a good good fade spot for me, though. If I was going to play anyone, it would be Escobar just because he's been incredible. And Dozier finally hit a bomb. So, those would be my two guys. Yeah, uh, I kind of agree with you on this game. It seems like a game that might – might underperform for what people are going to think and the ownership's going to be. So I kind of agree with you on that. I don't hate the Lance Lynn take. I think, you know, obviously any righty against the White Sox can make sense. Uh, the Escobar thing is funny. I think I saw something on Twitter that, like, ever since he met Nicolas Cage, he's basically gone off. Uh, I don't know. He, like, met him and, like, shook his hand. It's, like, now, like, a thing. Like, oh, ever since he met Nicolas Cage. He's been really so good. Too. Yeah, he's been absolutely incredible. Uh, it's He's absolutely been crushing the ball, and it's weird. It's weird to see him in, like, you know, the three and the four hole for this team. Uh, but it's just, like, a funny thing that I ended up but hot streaks don't exist people tell me like this guy was like never good and all of a sudden it like probably 10 days ago I seen him at like 3800 and I'm like how's this guy that expensive and then he crushed for me and then ever since then I just keep playing him and he just keeps crushing Oh yeah, I mean he, he's he's absolutely been insane, and yeah, I, I just looked up real quick. Uh, yeah, he was lucky enough to meet Nick, Nicholas Cage, and then absolutely he's been crushing since. So there's there's the correlation, uh, Big T. That's why he's doing so well in the hot streak. Like but uh, yeah, other than that, like this game again, nine and a half total. It's one that I think people will definitely look to. I know SDL cards. He won like twenty five k, I think, last night. Uh, stack hundred k. Oh, was it a hundred k? I never was a hundred. Jeez, man, he's SDL man. He whew. Jeez, yeah, he's absolutely crushed this year. So, obviously, I'm sure he'll go back with a twin stack today against a fly ball pitcher. I might be going right back to him, too, if they won me 100K last night. Yeah, for sure. Definitely makes sense. And, uh, I, again, I think it's a t- it's, it is a game you could stack, uh, but I don't know. It doesn't seem like one that I'm as interested in as uh, other people might be. Yeah, I mean, it, it's for sure it could go off. I mean, look at these pitchers. And, but, yeah, like when you're playing these slates, you can't play every team. We say it all the time. You got to pick who you're going to fade. And I mean, Lance Lynn's been so bad, too. So this game's going to be popular for sure, but I just would rather play our other teams we talked about. Yeah, we can't play 10% of everyone like Dean. It just it won't work. <laughs> We're trying to win these tournaments, Dean. Yeah, exactly. Speaking of, I actually saw a movie that Dean wouldn't see last night. I went and saw The Avengers last night. It was it was a good time. Uh, the he doesn't Avengers. want to see The Avengers either? Oh, I'm sure. I mean, he doesn't ever see any good movies. So, uh, yeah. yeah. Yeah, it was a it was a good time last night, so I had fun watching that. So if you guys haven't seen it, go check that one out. It's a, I'll give the endorsement. I'll give it the two thumbs up. Uh, but let's move on to the next game. Uh, we got the Pittsburgh Pirates and the Milwaukee Brewers, and uh, 
yeah, this is an interesting game because uh, eight and a half total here, and you got a guy like Julius Chassin who I definitely would look to target with some of those Pirates lefties. And then on the opposite side, Jameson Tyen is a guy who, you know, struggles to hold on runners, and we have a Brewers team that's super boom bust. And, uh, you know, with the stolen base upside of this team, I think the Brewers stack is actually a really interesting one that could be contrarian. I know Tyon's been really good this year, and he's a guy that I have interest in. Uh, but I do think there's obviously upside for him in tournaments because of the strikeout upside against the Brewers team. But there's also that, uh, you know, boom upside with the Brewers that I know you, that you know about, Big D. Yeah, I, I mean, it's an interesting game for me, too, because, like, the total feels a little low. You got – I actually like Shasin a little bit at the price point. Like, he's only 5K on DraftKings. I know it sounds crazy to play him, but 5K, and he's been decent. Like, 5K is so cheap for a pitcher that has gone for – double digits and two five of his seven starts he's done good he's, he's even got a 23 point game in there so I mean if you told me he's going to get 15 for 5k like that is massive so I don't completely hate it against this Pittsburgh even though you're worried about the lefties and they got a decent amount of them Pittsburgh's never a team that scares me all that much as far as scoring a bunch of runs so I don't completely hate Shasin is just a cheap option if you're going to stack up some big – like kind of like we talked about, if you want to play Trout, play Hanniger, play Cruz, and then stack some of the bigger bats and play Shasin, I don't completely hate it. And Tyon, I don't think I'm going to play a ton of Tyon. I like what you said about the speed. I don't know if I'm going to stack Milwaukee just because, again, I like these other offenses, the Braves, the Giants, the Dodgers. Some of the late bat, uh, some of the late big bats. So those are kind of the directions I'm going. Milwaukee is fine, but Tyon's been good enough to where I don't think he gets completely shelled. The the Milwaukee could steal some bases, maybe hit a bomb or two. It just seems like a good stay away spot to me. Yeah, I just probably end up not going too crazy with this game, but I would like if you like it, that's a good spot, I think, for if you can sell yourself on it. It's yeah. not gonna be owned at all. Yeah, I, I think there there are ways to sell yourself on it. I, I just I don't play like, you know, a thousand tournament teams. I'm not Eric Crane out here making 150 teams. But if I was, like, I definitely would have some interest in that Brewer side. I think there's some some interest in them uh, in this spot. Obviously, uh, I get your chess scene thing because, like I said, I'm kind of, like, building a lineup right now and messing around. It's just, man, it seems like I just want to jam in, like, a lot of these expensive bats, like, just as one-offs. There's, there's just a lot of good one-off expensive bats that I like, and it just feels like it's going to be tough to really pay up for pitching. Like, I have Morton and Matt's in there, and then I put some Dodgers in and tried to put in some, like, one-off bats, and uh, it's still kind of getting a little difficult to make work the way I want it to. So uh, maybe a chess scene value is something uh, you can you can get behind. Not for me, but I, I get why you would want to get behind it a little bit, Big T. Uh, other than that, you want to go on to the next game? Uh, I, think, I guess it's our last game to talk about, the Miami Marlins and the Cincinnati Reds. Let's do it. All right, so this, uh, yeah, this is one of your teams because you're in that area. The Cincinnati Reds are going against the Marlins, uh, eight and a half total. Looks like we have a little rain in this game too. We got Caleb Smith going against Tyler Malley. Uh, and I mean, first look, I mean, I see uh, whenever I see a righty and I see Justin Bohr getting a huge park upgrade, I just think Justin Bohr, fantastic first base value. He's a guy against a righty I always have interest in, so I, I love him as a nice value play on the Marlins side of the ball. I think Dietrich is fine too. Other than that, I don't want to go too crazy with the Marlins. And then the opposite side, like. Against Caleb Smith, uh, I see some interest in going like a Suarez, a Duvall. Both of them are swinging pretty hot bats. I had interest in them yesterday, and they did well. So I think I'll go back to the well on those two guys. Uh, what's your take on this game? I might, this might be my hottest take of the day as far as what I like, but I actually like both pitchers in this game. Caleb Smith has been off the charts good. I mean, he was so good in that last start. He went, he went for 36 points. He had 9Ks, 7 innings. Game before, so the last two games he had 10 Ks and 9 Ks. He's just been off the charts good. You got a low total, so Vegas likes it. I mean, the total's only eight and a half in this game. Maley's been good. I've always liked Maley against this offense. Like you said, I'm worried about Boar, but that's it. Dietrich's been terrible. The rest of the offense is righty, so he's only got to get through Dietrich and Boar. Neither one of these guys are going to be owned. I mean, Maley's 8,500. No one is going to play him on DraftKings at 8,500. But we've been picking on Miami all year. And all of a sudden, you're going to get a pitcher who I like against them, unowned, and Caleb Smith. Vegas agrees. I mean, Vegas, eight and a half total in this park. I love both of these pitchers so much in this spot. I always like lefties against the Reds, too. Even though Suarez and Duvall are righty, 
look at all the lefties that you kind of dodge, not dodge, but you get a better spot. Votto, Scooter, Shebler, if he's in there, Winker even. All those lefties, like, I just – I know people aren't going to like it because it's a little out there to take, but Vegas agrees with me. I'm always a Vegas guy, and both pitchers have been really good. So kind of my hot take of the night is both pitchers in this game. Yeah, it's definitely a hot take. Uh, I don't think it's a game, like I said, I want to stack up. I like some of the one-offs that you can take here and there. Uh, I'm trying to think more and more from what you're saying. Like, I am a Malley believer. Like, he's a guy I like. And one thing that has, like, uh, stuck Look out to me. Look at all those righties in that Miami lineup. If it, if yeah. it holds, like, it's all righties. In the total, the total's only eight and a half. When's the last time there's been an eight and a half total? With juice on the under, I might add. And two pitchers that the general public hasn't even heard of. Like, yeah. think about that. I'm trying to – I'm trying to – I want to know what his K-prop's going to be. Uh, it's not out yet, so that's something I'm definitely going to watch for uh, leading up the lineup. Well, block. two pitchers like this, I mean, I wouldn't expect it to be too crazy just because, like, a lot of the people just don't know who they are. Like, it's not going to be anything crazy where it's like a 7K prop or something. No yeah. matter what the K-prop is on both of these guys, I would love the over. Yeah, it's interesting. Uh, you're having me think more about it because I, I do, like I said, Malay is a guy that I kind of am a believer in and no one's going to pay for him at this price in tournaments. And then Caleb Smith, he's a guy that uh, I think on the first day it was uh, Cardi was like talking about how he was possible. I don't know if it was the first day, but early on in the season he talked about it was a good spot for him against the Cubs and everyone played the Cubs and he had a good game and, and, and no one cared. Uh, I believe that's the guy. I'm, I'm just going to check real quick in the game log. I can obviously tell to see if he had that game against He's the He's been so good. Yeah, he had that 21.8 game where it was 2-1. to one. Everyone stacked up the Cubs. Is that game that went 17 innings. And basically, Cardi said, like, this guy isn't as bad as everyone just thinks. So uh, I love it. The more might, I'm thinking about it, the more I love it. Yeah, you might be on to something a little bit there. Uh, again, like I said, there's not like these, like, there's not like this cheap pitcher that absolutely sticks out to us today. And there's not this expensive pitcher that sticks out. So I don't hate the idea, like I said, of getting kind of creative. Uh, I do think if I was like playing a cash game build on DraftKings, I'd just go the Morton and Matt's route. And that would be my most optimal way to build. Uh, but if you want to get creative, there, there's, there's a bunch of different routes to go today uh, in this like kind of lower range. And uh, that hot take, it's definitely a hot take, Big T. I'll agree with you on that. But I'm, I'm starting to have a little more interest in it. We'll have to see if I can get behind it uh, once we get to the, uh, you know, the game starting. But uh, This is such a good – like the total opened at nine too that I'm looking. Opened at nine and it's down to eight and a half. Like all we have to fade is the weather. Like please don't be rainy and just – I mean, it's going to be rainy. I'm looking outside. It's raining right now. So the weather isn't great. Hopefully it's not like an orange or something later in the day to where we got to really worry about it because I want to play these guys. I want to play them together. Let me load these two on DraftKings and put some bats in because their prices, I mean, mainly at 80. So basically the DraftKings algorithm loves it. Vegas loves it. They've been great. I mean, what isn't there to like besides just that it's their name? Yeah, you got me thinking. I'll give you that. So hopefully, hopefully the viewers will think about think about that. They'll dive a little in. Maybe, hopefully they'll uh, hopefully they'll still follow Big T on this one, and hopefully we can win the giblets with him. Just uh, hold up weather. We gotta get the weather to hold up. That's all we need. Yeah, Roth is giving this. I'll just give you the weather report now. This is around, uh, you know, 11-ish, 12. He goes, a very large batch of rain should be hanging just a few miles south of Cincy all day slash night. Cincy will see some isolated showers from it. But models have the heaviest stuff holding off just south. Really close. I think it works out okay through some light rain. So that's kind of uh, what Roth is thinking there. There we go. Like it. All right, well, that almost wraps up the slate, Big T. Uh, I mean, I don't know if you listen to the weekend grind too much, but we do the uh, stack of the day. So, uh, you know, if you are building just one lineup or say you're building a ton of teams and you want to have the team that you'd get the most exposure to, and if you want to give a second, that's fine. You can give two teams. But uh, give me your stack of the day. Uh, if you don't have one, I can give you what mine would be. But who's your favorite stack today? Like I said, for sure, for me, it's those three teams. So I have to choose between them. Like the Dodgers, Braves, Giants are for sure the three. If I was only playing one team, which it would have to be the Dodgers, I think. I like that. I think that park's better than people realize. I think the Braves are going to be a little chalkier than the Dodgers. So when factoring everything in, I think it would be the Dodgers. Yeah, man, I'm in the same spot as you. Like, I'm Dodgers and Braves. That's kind of where I want to go. Really nowhere else. Like, not that I don't want to go nowhere else, but, like, 
I'm trying to see if like is there an That's good though if you don't want to go anywhere else. That's what I love. I love slates where I don't want to go anywhere else. Yeah, like I mean I I mean it obviously helps make my core a little like, you know, tighter and whatnot, but it's weird There's to plenty see. Of plus ones, like you said. We're we're perfect if we only like the same two or three teams. Yeah, I mean, like I said, I don't mind, like, yeah, like, I like some of those one-offs on the Giants. It feels like a day where I'm just going to go Braves and Dodgers and just kind of one-off here and there, right? Take yeah, some- like Crawford, I mean, so you got a shortstop. It's just a dead lock to me. Like, Crawford will be on every team I make, hands down. Like, that price is too cheap. So, that's one position. I mean, if you're stacking four or five guys, you don't have that much left even open. Yeah, yeah, I, yeah, I'm just gonna yeah, we'll keep it simple, right? We the way the point of the stack of the day is to kind of just pick two teams. So, uh, you know, one of us gets the Dodgers, one of us gets the Braves. So that's works. And then with the one offs, like we said, the Braves are always the best. Though, like oh, I'm pretty sure that if like if my life was on the line for my one stack, I would have the Braves today too. Like it's just look at that offense going against Ty Block. I mean, how do they not score minimum five or six runs? Yeah, and that, that Giants bullpen isn't good either. So, uh, I mean, that, that, that'll be fun to target too. So, uh, man, the, the, the big decision I'm going to have, Big T, is uh, do I play Freeman or do I play Bellinger? So, uh, that's kind of – honestly, probably with the Dodgers being popular, I should probably just play Freeman because no one's going to play him. That's probably what I should do. And uh, hope that's play Kurt Suzuki on FanDuel and make it even easier. You can play – well, the problem is I can't play Grandal, Suzuki, Freeman, and Bellinger. I, that, that, that's the one issue. Uh, it's funny. I'm debating about catcher, how I'm going to pull that off. But uh, we'll kind of have to see how it all shakes up. But that'll wrap up the Slate Big T. Thanks a lot for joining me. Hopefully we can get you on again uh, to, uh, you know, do these uh, do the podcast. It was a lot of fun doing this with you. Awesome, yeah. Whenever. I love coming on. Always a fun time. All right. That about wraps up the Slate. Thanks a lot for joining us, guys. Hopefully we can you all the giblets. And if you do, uh, you know, Fire up all the windmills afterwards. It should be a fun slate. Hopefully we can win all the money. So, again, thanks a lot for joining me for Big T and for me, Travis Mangone. I am out of here. Lowe's knows you'll do it right to find the right gifts for Dad this Father's Day. We do it right, too, with deals that will make Dad as proud as his perfectly seared steak and his perfectly manicured lawn. Now get a Charbroil 4-Burner Advantage Series gas grill for just $169 and pick up your choice of Craftsman gas or electric string trimmer for only $99 each. Make this Father's Day his best one yet. And do it right for less. Start with Lowe's. Charbroil offer valid through 612. Craftsman offer valid through 619 U.S. only. The Starlight Lounge presents An Evening with the Progressive Box. Yeah. That's Hugo, tickling the ivories. He just saved by bundling home and auto with Progressive. Gonna finally buy a ring for that gal of yours, Hugo? Send her my condolences. Hi-oh! This next one's for you, too. There's a burglar in my heart. Thank you. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Discounts not available in all states or situations.